0: Welcome to This Is Everything, episode number 11, with my guest, Nick Pratt. Um, First of all, up top, very sorry for those listening when this comes out. It did not come out on time. Uh, I usually try to get the new episodes out to you every other Monday morning, first thing, um, and that did not happen. had some technical difficulties. Sorry about that. Thanks for still tuning in. Um, Appreciate it. Do better in the future. I do not know what happened. But anyway... So, I'm going to go ahead and say the same old thing. I always say, please, 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 please follow State Lines um, in everything we're doing in addition to this podcast that you're listening to. Um, This is obviously my own personal podcast. We have a couple others under the State Lines Network. Um, So, if you're listening on iTunes, you see the little, um, under the title of This Is Everything, you'll see uh, the author is State Lines Go ahead and click on that, and you'll find all the rest of our our podcasts. Or you can always check out state-lines.com. Please go ahead and subscribe to all of them. I promise you they're all good. I'm probably biased, but do it. We have some great stuff coming out and more coming out. So do all that. Uh, Follow us state-lines.com. We're on Facebook, facebook.com slash statelines, Twitter at tweetstatelines, Instagram at statelines, and Tumblr is officialstatelines.tumblr.com. And... Um, going forward, if you're interested in uh, being a sponsor of this podcast or any of the podcasts that we have under our network, please feel free to uh, drop us a line. The email for that is statelinesmarketing at gmail.com. So, um, yeah, that's pretty much it at the top. Uh, this guest, um, this, the guest for this episode is Nick Pratt. Um, great guy. We had a great talk. Uh, you can follow him on Twitter. It's at Pratt underscore Nick. Or on Instagram, he's very active there, Is nprat86. And follow me on Twitter, I'm at Daniel underscore Kira. That's the same for Twitter and Instagram. And uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. So last thing, real quick, uh, the the iTunes shoutouts. Um, like I said in the last episode, starting something fun. If you leave me a five-star review, um, a written review on iTunes, that's the only way I can see your username uh, go ahead and leave a five star written review and I'll give you a shout out, um, in the episode. This goes for us iTunes, all you guys listening overseas in other countries. One, holy crap. That's awesome. Two, go ahead and leave a review. I'll, uh, go ahead and search for you as a little bit of a, it's a little bit of a search to try to find you guys on iTunes at different stores, but I'll get it done. So please go ahead and leave me some reviews. Um, this week's is Cuban Pete 61. So thank you so much. Um, yeah, that's about it. Okay. Sorry, it's a delayed episode. Here you go. Hope you enjoy it. This is Everything, episode number 11 with Nick Pratt. He's Nick Pratt and you're not. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. We have, we have a special, special treat for you, for you today. We have the one, the only. Welcome to the State Lines Network.
1: You are going just nuts right now. Oh,
0: man. Hello. Well, hello. Hello, hello. <laughs> How are you? Uh, my knees are screaming from <laughs> last night. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, so those listening, we went to Halloween Horror Nights last night um, at Universal, and I feel really old <laughs> this yeah. morning. This morning's or today's been rough. Like, I literally, like, so we got in, like, at 2 o'clock. Yeah. We had a hotel, like no- Noel and I did. Went to bed, woke up at 7, had to drive out back to Tampa at 2, or by 9, and then I slept until, like, noon. Really? And then went out to lunch, and, like, I just woke up, like, a couple minutes ago. Oh, wow. (laughs) Like, and I'm still, my body's just hurting. Yeah, we didn't get
1: in until at least, I think it was, like, 4 a.m. by the time we got in. Wow. And I slept, Eric crashed at my my place, and then, uh... I saw his truck back there, yeah. Yeah, yeah, he wasn't going anywhere. (laughs) I laid the seats
0: down in the back, and he just laid there and slept. Yeah. So... Um, you're going to complete the trifecta? Um trifecta. We woke up bright as an old roommate. The, 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 the transit roommate? The old roommate podcast. We were going to establish a hammock for him in the back for like the longest time. <laughs> yeah. We never did. It. Yeah. So we used to live together for uh, for like three years. Three mm-hmm. years, exactly. And then, but we've known each other since we were like in middle middle school? Uh, yeah, I think Same like... Same kind of story. You were like two years behind me, weren't
1: you? I think I was in like eighth grade. Yeah. And you were in sixth. Yeah. So
0: we kind of we didn't really become friends until high school, I think, and then yeah, yeah, and then we kept in touch. You something interesting that um, you're like my only friend that was really in the military. So then mm-hmm. you went off to the navy, yeah. and we kept in touch that way, and then we started living together when you got back. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah. We we kept
1: in good touch mostly through like music and and movies and stuff. It was mm-hmm. Mostly like pop culture talk here and there. And I come home and. Every time I come home, you always had a concert you wanted to go to or something. Yeah. We always went. And then your, uh, your infamous 21st birthday, which was... Oh, yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. A lot of fun. Yeah. The, uh, yeah, we, we kept in, like, odd touch. Like, I think we, we just Facebooked a lot, which is we sounds did. strange, but, um yeah, we did that, and then ended up, I mean, we always were good friends, but then we all like I was ready to kind of move out of my parents' house at that time cuz I had just graduated and then Caesar who was a previous episode of the podcast was looking for a place and then you had just gotten home like yeah. fu- like officially for good from the navy mm-hmm. so then we all just decided to crash together and that worked out i guess <laughs> yeah. for
1: years yeah we had a, uh, a lot of a lot of good times in our apartment I, I miss it sometimes so. yeah and uh it's it's like awkward for the first time in Eight years, finally living on my own. Yeah. Because, I mean, when you're in the Navy, you're living with like 80 plus dudes in one birthing area. Mm-hmm. 350 plus people on a ship for like five years. Yeah. And then I live with you guys, and then I live with another set of roommates, and then finally it's living on my own. It's like, I don't know what to do
0: with space. <laughs> like, I don't know what to do with my hands. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then everything just kind of being yours. Yeah. I can imagine, yeah. Well, and then now, we, sh- I guess, also, funnily enough, you live right behind us now. I'm right I behind me, and my happened. wife. Yeah, <laughs> I
1: can't believe that happened. Yeah, so. I'm not going away anytime soon. So. Yeah,
0: we're not roommates, but we might as well be. Like I can <laughs> see, I can see your car from my backyard. When are we going to establish the tin cans and the string? <laughs> right, <laughs> just when you get a zip line from like window to window, like Goonies. Yeah, data coming in. Oh, uh, so good. But but yeah, so I guess we can kind of talk about whatever. Um, sure. this would be fun too. Um, do you want to talk about some of the Navy stuff? Because I know Yeah, sure. We can go over that. That's everything. interesting yeah. to me, just I mean we don't have to like go deep into it, but sure. like was that? Um, you know, um
1: there are times I, I, I do miss it. Mm-hmm. Uh not for the stuff that I had to do. Yeah. But more so the people. Because mm. um, when you're um when you're out there at sea for six to eight months at a time with a ship with three hundred and fifty plus, sometimes a thousand, sometimes more, depending on the ship that you're on. Yeah. Um, you become family. I mean you see everybody every day, all day. <laughs> yeah. Um, you have quarrels like you do with a family and friends. Yeah. And, you know, and you have good times and you, you love each other and whatnot. And you get through the hard times with humor and occupying your time with um video games and movies and whatnot. But um it was a good time. I, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't trade it for anything. I needed it. Yeah. Because um I was I think I was twenty years old and uh, I was living at home mm. with my mom and stepdad. And uh, I went to college for a semester and flunked. Yeah. <laughs> I, I missed uh, I missed a uh, C by one point. <laughs> <laughs> missed it by that much. And um, uh, I wasn't going back to school. I had no aspirations to go back to school. I didn't want to. Mm. I was working at Subway. Yeah, I uh, remember that. Yeah, that was. I worked there for like three years too long. <laughs> so the full three years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, my parents, uh, they sat me down and they were like, hey, if you're going to live here at home, you're going to start paying some rent. And this is what it's going to cost to live here. Yeah. And it was a real eye-opener because I'm working at Subway. I'm not making much money. Yeah. And uh, I want to go to school, but I can't because then again, I can't, I'm not making much money. Mm. So it was a real kick in the ass for me to um, do something better find another avenue mm-hmm. uh, something that would jumpstart me in, into life like I needed that kick yeah and so uh, originally it was Coast Guard I think I remember you talking about that back then yeah and um, something uh, there, a snafu happened with uh, the recruitment process so I ended up, I ended up going Navy instead
0: mm-hmm.
1: and yeah uh, six months after signing up uh shipped out boot camp yeah uh, my first day of boot camp was my 21st birthday i <laughs> did yeah, not tell rem- it was my 21st birthday i remember that yeah <laughs> and it's uh i remember that getting to the the airport the night in chicago a hair because um navy boot camp is about an hour north of chicago great oh. uh great lakes naval base okay and I remember getting off the plane and there's this guy in his this white uniform and he's got this red rope on his shoulder, which if it's a red rope. They're a drill sergeant, but it's called RDC. Mm-hmm. I forgot what it stands for, but just one of the many different abbreviations. And um, I remember he says something to me and he's like, give me your file. And I said, yes, sir. And he goes, don't ever call me sir again. <laughs> I was like, okay, sir. <laughs> he's like, you will address me as petty officer and only petty officer from here on out, as well as my friends. I'm like, Okay, sir, uh, petty officer. <laughs> <laughs> and I think we got to boot camp. It was like three in the morning, and it was just nonstop. Yeah. For the next 24 hours. Boot camp's two months. They groom you, mm-hmm. they, they establish that uniformity, how you're supposed yeah. to live life, whatnot. And then, uh, got stationed in Pearl Harbor after that. Yeah, I remember that. You were one of the few that got out in the station, yeah. There, right? Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. They had this thing. <laughs> Well, I should probably go between, um, after you graduate boot camp, you go to your A school where you learn your craft, your job, pretty yeah. much, and I was going to be a hospital corpsman, I was going to be a medic, per se, mm-hmm. but I dropped out because I didn't understand anything that was going on, <laughs> all the Latin terms and whatnot. Nope. Yeah. I, I learned my Latin through Three Stooges, which <laughs> was mostly Pig Latin. <laughs> <That'll laughs> Eri and Ome and Early K, so if there's any Three Stooges fans out there, listeners, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Anyways, uh dropped out, became an undesignated seaman, which is um basically um what a boat is made is and they do like ship preservation work and whatnot. Yeah. And random jobs at the ship. Got stationed on a cruiser in Pearl Harbor for two years. Um it was fun out there. I was on a uh I was with a good group of guys in the division. hmm Um learned a lot. My my chief he was an angry Filipino who yanked his tooth out in front of me with a Gerber. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> he was a hardened uh, guy that probably, I think he was like a few years shy of retirement. Really? But um, it really um, gave me um, discipline mm-hmm. and structure. I mean, I had good discipline growing up my parents. Yeah. You know, my dad was a firm believer in that. But the military... It really molded me into someone that understood the importance of responsibility, mm-hmm. and um, it drove it gave me a motivation, determination, yeah, um, a good code of ethics as a human being. Sure. Um, that that was my first two years, and did a lot of work on the flight deck, uh, drove the ship, mm-hmm. um, drove small boats. And then uh, after Pearl Harbor, went to San Diego for a couple years. I think that's when our friendship really blossomed, was when I was stationed in San Diego.
0: Yeah, I remember we talked a lot while you were out there. But also, correct me if I'm wrong, but when you were in Pearl Harbor, I think we talked a bit, but it was just a little bit Mm -hmm. harder to. um, Mm. Whether it be the time difference, or like, I can't remember what what. Six, yeah. yeah, there's a six-hour
1: time difference yeah. between here and Hawaii, and it's, I mean, it sucked. As, <laughs> as a sports fan, Yeah, watching football, it's horrible. Yeah. It starts at, like, 7 in the morning. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Nobody wants Miller Lite at 7. Well, maybe they do. I don't. <laughs> I just love having hot chicken wings and blue cheese
0: at 8 in the morning. Breakfast. <laughs> yeah. Made some buffalo pancakes. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, but, That's good. yeah, um... I picked up a new job in the Navy and became a quartermaster at ship's navigation. I did, I worked with the charts on board. I plotted courses from where we we're going on deployment <clears> from <throat> home ports, where we we're going on deployment responsible for all 10,000 gaggle fuck of charts that are on board a ship. <laughs> it's just maddening how many there are. I uh, did that for two years, out in San Diego. And that was probably my favorite, um, Really? Where, uh, my favorite home port, favorite station. Yeah, I remember
0: you telling me, like, you liked Pearl Harbor in Hawaii for a while, and then after a while it kind of lost its luster. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. It Which does. I can see yeah. that.
1: Yeah, well, it's like, you know, it's an island, so you, mm-hmm. you can only go so far. Yeah. I mean, uh, it was cool seeing where they filmed Lost. mm mm-hmm. You know, it was cool seeing Jack Johnson playing out on the beach. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Saw that. Yeah, you um, told me about that. Um... But yeah, after you do everything the island has to offer, it's like, well, where can I go next? Well, then, you know, there's other islands. You can go to Maui or Kauai, you know, the other islands. So after that, what's next? What do you do after that? Yeah. Uh, nothing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's true. So San Diego, at least, um, you can you can sprawl out. You can go to Vegas, like, four hours away, which I have yet to go to. Never been to Vegas. Yeah. You've been a couple times.
0: Yeah, I've been... Quite a few times with Jason, who was also a past guest, with his nonprofit. Yeah. But we've never done like the quote unquote Vegas trip. Like mm-hmm. we've done, we've done like some of the nonprofit outreach work, and we've had fun and gone yeah. drinking or whatever. But like not like the your quintessential. You mean you didn't use hangover? No. Okay. Well, no. you didn't live <laughs> yeah. you there. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's fun. But um yeah, so. Yeah, I just think that's that's because I think you're probably one of my only best friends that is I'm trying I'm trying to rack my brain. I might be mm-hmm. somebody might be yelling at their computer. Um It's, it's <laughs> <laughs> that like went through the the military and stuff. But um but yeah, so then yeah, I remember we got home and then we were just like buckling down trying to find apartments. And yeah. Then we just I don't know. That was that was a really good time. I I liked living together. And that was the first time you and Caesar had I mean you'd always obviously lived Away from home at that time, and Caesar mm-hmm. lived because Caesar's uh, parents lived in West Palm while he was in school. So, like that yeah. was my first time, like being like living on my own. I lived at home all through uh, all through college just mm-hmm. because to maintain my budget and everything. So, yeah, I don't know. I think it was cool living with you guys. I don't know how living by myself immediately after. Yeah. Um, being with my parents all the time, but yeah. it was fun. We had a lot of good times. I miss it, too, sometimes. Like, the other day, I was just, like... It sounds super cheesy, but, like... I think I, was—I like, woke up. Or, like, I was having, like, one of those, like, pseudo-dreams before you wake mm, up. Yeah. And, like, for some reason, I just pictured, like, the hallway to my old bedroom. And I was like, damn, I missed that apartment. Like With the Space Jam poster? <laughs> yeah. That's all, folks? And the, and the Batman, Batman poster. poster? Oh, yes. Oh, uh, was such a nerdy place. And that place. Casablanca poster that I bought. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, we had good times. It was always... Like it's something you do take for granted. It's definitely work to, uh for us like to put into now. But like yeah. you definitely take for granted just like knocking on your door, like hey, you want to watch a movie? Yeah, you want to we'll, build a snowman? Some real <laughs> part? You want to yell your heads off? Yeah, yeah. let's go. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's definitely it's definitely um been something in the past. I mean, because we've been we got married. I think it was seven months ago now. That's nuts. Yeah. So, we moved out of the apartment around that time. Maybe eight months. I think I moved out maybe a month prior. I think you moved out in January. Yeah. 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 yeah so, that's, that's something that's I've was been so much crap to do. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. That's, uh, <laughs> yeah. So, that's something I've been learning. Like, just making sure. Because you get for three years, you get so used to just like your best friends being like in the living room or yeah, yeah. you just sit down and watch TV or do whatever. So, it's definitely something to, to work on. Yeah. Make sure you put that effort into. So, yeah. It's weird. Like,
1: you know, you don't want the noise. When you, you know, you, yeah. when you're in your room, you're like, oh, God, they're out there watching this movie. Like, <laughs> yeah. But then, like, when you live on your own, you're like, I miss that noise. It's quiet. Yeah. It's so weird. I miss that noise.
0: Yeah, I've never lived by myself. I was thinking about that, about that when you told me you were moving in and how much you are excited to, like, live by yourself again. Yeah. And, like, because I went from home to that and then to being married. So, I mean, obviously I live with my wife, but... I don't. I mean, it's different, but I think I think being married is the closest to "quote unquote" living by yourself. Sure, at least that I'm ever going to get to because yeah. I mean, Noel and I are such kind of the same people. <clears throat> she works a lot of late nights, so I get to just come home and just watch shows that she doesn't like watching. Yeah, <laughs> American
1: Horror Story. She she Does enjoys. She
0: like yeah, she she enjoys. She's in the same boat as I am. I like it. I just I always fall off, man. I, I that I, I agree with you when you say eight episodes. I think it should be eight
1: episodes. It should be eight, and at the minimum six. I yeah, may, you know, I think maybe.
0: start like it did now, a couple of weeks before Halloween. Done by around Thanksgiving. Yeah, before the, like the holidays really hit. I just don't know. I mean, I, I enjoy horror movies and everything. I can watch them anytime, but for some right. reason, I can't get behind that show with like the Halloween feel. Past like. Once I'm going into Christmas and stuff, I'm just like, <laughs> you mean you don't I'm like, like in your holiday eggnog? it's a bloodbath <laughs> Yeah, a blood bath yeah. In, a, in a hotel. I don't know. <laughs> it feels like, but yeah, we. I guess that's something we can go into. Like you are the the movie buff of our friends. It's absurd. You always <laughs> yeah. you always have been. I, well, I was. It's
1: I was. Um, I'm, I still haven't fully unpacked at, at my place. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's, a,
0: it's slow progress. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, we'll look at our place i don't we're, know what you're talking about we've been here eight seven months and we're still have art and everything all over the place
1: you guys, it's just a lot of art you want to look at we need to hang
0: up <laughs> that's the goal is to hang up all that stuff before the halloween party in two weeks so yeah. i don't know if that's gonna happen but
1: Oh got plenty of time but uh yeah i was i was putting up my movies today but more movies and I'm looking through my boxes, and I have, like, the dumbest movies. Like, I have Bangkok Dangerous, <laughs> that horrible Nick Cage movie. Like, why the hell do I have that? Because it's a Nick Cage movie, did, and you have to. Have to. <laughs> and I was like, I, there was a spurt before I joined the military where, like, I would go to Best Buy and buy three movies. Really? For the weekend, like, every time. That's crazy. And I, I still did it when I was in Pearl Harbor and saying, I just buy movies. I didn't care what they were. Never saw them. Just buying
0: them. <laughs> so, yeah, it's, it's, like I said, it's absurd. It was like an addiction. Yeah, yeah, I can imagine. Yeah, well, I went over, because I had to stay at your house while you're at your brother's graduation, so yeah. I was waiting there while they put in, since we live 30 seconds away from each other. I'm I'm very uh, grateful. And, uh, yeah, they are putting in right. your, your, inter- your internet and your, was it cable? Well, no, just putting with your internet. Yeah. So I was I was uh, just hanging out. I think I watched like the Matrix series or one of them or something, but <laughs> just opened up one of your closets and it was just like floor to ceiling <laughs> movies, just DVDs. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, I remember just, like, when we lived together, I will just, like, text you if you weren't home, like, hey, I'm gonna go steal some movies, and then, like, you just had boxes upon boxes, and then, yeah. like, shelves, and then, of, like, whatever. Do you have this movie? Wait. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wait, it's in the other... Let me pull out this compendium of movies. But, uh, but yeah, that's always been fun, because you have, like, when we lived together, I learned a lot about just, like, movies that I hadn't seen, and that's mm-hmm. kind of, like, something Noel makes fun of me for, because I never really, like watched a lot of the movies I quote should have watched yeah. growing up mm-hmm. sometimes I mean so I got to catch up on a lot of stuff yeah <laughs> from yeah. Your, yeah your library
1: yeah it was it was crazy when we lived together because I remember Caesar's like I've never seen Goonies I'm like oh <laughs> <laughs> yeah what <laughs> yeah. so there's that and uh I always I always have so much fun showing people new movies. Like when we watch Blade yeah. Runner together, yeah,
0: I was so giddy when we watched that because I love that movie yeah. so much. It's such a good movie. I'm the same way. I enjoy, like, I definitely enjoy watching something for the first time with somebody else. But then, it's kind of like it's the same kind of thing like introducing a friend to like one of your favorite bands. And, yeah, like enjoy seeing their reaction to something that you enjoy is always yeah. fun. Same thing with movies or whatever, but yeah so, but, yeah, so you write scripts and you're doing, yeah your DIY, uh, yeah, filmmaking stuff, you want to go into that a little bit? Sure., um, I mean, you've written for as long as I've known you, so yeah, well, try to.
1: It, what mm. happens is is I'll get an idea in my head, and I'll start writing, and then, like ten, fifteen pages in, I'm, I get another idea in my head. I'm like, well, I don't want to do this one anymore. <laughs> yeah, now I want to do this one because this is a cooler idea, or something'll happen, I'm like, I'll start writing. As what I'm trying to get into, um, independent filmmaking I guess. You know, yeah. We'll call it that. And we're trying to get into is um train of thought. You'll start
0: something and then you'll bounce around. Start
1: something, I'll bounce around, I get ideas and whatnot, and then I'll start writing and then I'm, what I'm writing is beyond the means of my budget.
0: Yeah, yeah, you've told me that.
1: Yeah, like and that's a huge problem. But I love the idea so much that I want to keep fleshing it out. Mm-hmm. And by the time it's done, it's like, well, this probably would <clears throat> work well as a novel. Interesting. You know, because it's beyond what I can do right now. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I can't do what um, somebody with thousands of dollars can do. Mm-hmm.
0: I, you know. Yeah, yeah, that's 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 super interesting. So like, so will you? You so you'll finish it with the idea of like coming back later, or yeah, will, yeah, yeah,
1: or uh, you know, I'll, I'll I'll set it aside yeah to when um, I have a, a greater idea or, or understanding of what I really want, because I never have an outline when I'm writing yeah. and I, I know that when I, some writer that's listening is probably like, that is a horrible thing to do. <laughs> 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 you always have to have an outline. No, it usually just comes um, free form. it just it flows naturally when I'm writing. like I, I'm writing a scene and then ne- I already know what the next scene's going to be as I'm writing. Based off what you're doing right Based now. Based off what I'm doing right now. Yeah. And it's it's worked out pretty well with a couple. Mm-hmm. Um, my success rate's probably the success of the Cubs. Right but, I mean, well, they're coming so back. So you're though. doing good this year. I'm doing good this year. I finished that one, and I sent it to you. Yes. Yeah, so. yeah. I don't know you, will need to check it out still. So. Back to the Future predicted that the Cubs would win. And then Nick would finish the script. And then Nick would finish the script. <laughs> That's the deleted scene. That they didn't put it in. I think that movie was made, well, I think the first one was made in 86, or it was released in 86. Mm-hmm. I think the second one was maybe a year or two later. Yeah. So I was born. Yeah. When number two came out. <laughs> it checks up. The <laughs> timeline checks up. I mean, yeah.
0: if not, it's time travel. It can still make it work. All right. <laughs> Just, um, yeah, man, I love those movies. I rewatched them, I think it was probably around this time last year. Yeah. I hadn't, wa- I hadn't watched them in a long time, but, mm-hmm. yeah. October
1: 21st uh, is when they go to In the Future.
0: Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, and they're releasing that new Blu-ray for it. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, man. Like, that that's probably one of the only few of those movies that, like, I did watch that I should have watched. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Like, I, I don't know, man. When I was a kid, for some reason, I don't know. I just didn't watch a lot of that. Not even, like, as a kid, but just growing up. Mm-hmm. And I think a part of it was, like, once I got into, like, the high school years where you really start, like, finding and watching all those old, like, quote-unquote, like, classics or, like, the things that are, like, the cult classics now, yeah, like, yeah. I was so busy because, I mean, we were in band together, mm-hmm. marching band and stuff in high school, and, um, that, like, took so much of my time in addition to, like, the other stuff I was doing, so I just don't think I really had time to, like, consume yeah. stuff. Yeah. But. Then, I, I, yeah, I'm sorry. No, no. I, no,
1: I, I, see, I always grew up around movies, and mm-hmm. pop culture. My dad um, we would watch um, everything that he watched when he was a kid together, all the like nineteen fifties, like sixties TV shows. That's cool. And so, I remember my first movie experience being Jaws. Okay. With my mom and dad in the living room, mm-hmm. and I was okay up until the point where the the blood geyser happens when the kid gets eaten. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and that camera just zooms in on Roy Scheider's face, and you're know, like. Ugh. And then when Richard Dreyfus goes scuba diving to check out that boat mm-hmm. that's missing, and there's a hole in the side of the boat, and that head, that decapitated head rolls out with the shark oh yeah, comes yeah, out yeah. of it, and Richard Dreyfus is like, because <laughs> he's underwater. <laughs> <laughs> and that, like, John Williams, it's like,
0: yeah. score chimes in. That head, that head every time, man. Oh, it's terrifying.
1: Yeah. I, I was, you know, I like can... Family guy when Stewie's shaken because he's frightened. It's pretty <laughs> much me at five. Like, Why would my parents make me watch this? Yeah. From there on in, I think my dad was like, oh, it's okay if you watch that. He can watch all kinds of other horror movies. Yeah. And my mom was like, that's not a true story. <laughs> <laughs> and we, <laughs> when this happened, we were living behind a cornfield in Finley, Ohio. Mm-hmm. this is house in Finley, Ohio behind a cornfield. And... My dad would, you know, we'd watch Night of the Living Dead and Evil Dead and um, X-Files. Yeah. And Cold Check the Night Stalker, which is like pretty much the inspiration behind X-Files. And um, my dad had a, a birthday party one time. And it was a big keggerator. Yeah. Keggerator? Kegger. <laughs> the <laughs> previous house I lived in had a keggerator. <laughs> I got it on my <laughs> mind. <market. laughs> intergalactic kegger. <laughs> Might as well been one, from what I remember. <laughs> But um, uh, my dad was a, a basketball coach at a high school, and okay. uh, uh, he played ball with a few guys around town and whatnot, and he had them all over, and there was this big, like, six-foot-four guy, six-five, mm-hmm. and he came up to me and told me this ghost story, and it was just about this guy that, like, got his arm chopped off, and it got replaced by a golf club, <laughs> <laughs> and, and like, he lived in our cornfield, and he fed on children. And he drove a white car, and oftentimes, like, I never saw the white car, so I don't know what you're talking about. All of a sudden, this white car comes careening through the yard, from the front yard all the way to the backyard, Jeez. and goes right into the cornfield. And all of a sudden, I hear all this yelling going on, but I hear laughter as well. Yeah. So I don't know what's going on. I'm like five or six years old at this point. And uh, the, the big 6'5 guy runs into the cornfield after telling this horrible story. And my mom's like, let's go in the cornfield. I'm like, no. <laughs> let's go to therapy. <laughs> Did you, yes, Did you not hear what he just said? There's a guy with a golf club arm that feeds on children. <laughs> He's in there. We go in. Well, it turns out they were in there having a cornstalk war. They were taking corn off and throwing it at each other. That's okay. what all the screaming and laughter was for. That's awesome. Oh, that's so good. And and then, I, yeah. So I grew up around like... yeah. Like horror movies. and We went on a camping trip and his other friend dressed up in a werewolf outfit and scared me. <laughs> so I, I, I turned out okay. Uh, just a, bit, a deep love for horror. But we, in that, yeah, deep love for horror. My dad introduced me into that world. And then, um, you know, James Bond and Indiana Jones and Star Wars. And mm-hmm. all these films that we watched. And Godfather. and Yeah. At a young age. And while, while I was watching that, everyone's watching Aladdin and Lion King.
0: Hey, man, don't make fun of me. <laughs> I like those movies. <laughs> I watched Lion King last week. Yeah? I, just, I promise. I was like, it, I need to watch that movie again. I watched it, too. I
1: think we saw it in theaters when it came out. It yeah. Either that or Aladdin. I can't remember which one we saw. Those two movies, man. They still hold up. But it, uh, yeah, it um, it wasn't until, I want to say, middle school, when I started discovering like Quentin Tarantino. Mm-hmm. and Oliver Stone yeah. and like John Carpenter that's the appropriate time for Quentin Tarantino yeah yeah, yeah. um people OD'ing and stabbed in the heart with adrenaline shots
0: you're just on a, an accelerated timeline <laughs> yeah. at
1: that point everyone's watching Triple X uh and Furious oh man but uh is that and uh, David Lynch started getting into in uh, high school and it really set the mold for How I Write mm-hmm. and Kevin Smith movies yeah you know? um I love dialogue. Dialogue in movies. Yeah. Driving dialogue is, I I can take that over, you know, a huge CGI scene. Just just give me two guys, give give me good conversation and I'm in. I'm all in. Yeah,
0: yeah. that's the, I'm always kind of attracted to like, especially, I mean, I've noticed now just like the way, like, I'll I'll, I'll speak personally, like, but we're all kind of like, oh, so like sucked in on our phones and whatever, Mm -hmm. like, Really putting the focus in, like, just, like, putting the phone down and, like, watching a movie or whatever. But, like, though, like, we watched, uh, we watched Fargo the other day for the first That's time. so good. Noelle and I had never seen it, so we watched it. And, um, that was one of those movies where, like, if you're kind of not paying attention, like, if you're not, like, staring at the screen and yeah. you're on your phone, like, you miss, like, a lot of it. Like, yeah. there's just a lot of just, like, subtleties that... <clears throat> happen because I feel like sometimes a lot of people watch and else I mean I do it too watch more by listening mm-hmm. than by actually watching, yeah and um but if you're not like that's one of those movies where I feel like if you're not actually watching, you'll miss like yeah a lot of the the subtle like facial expressions or mm-hmm. like the the one off like reactions and stuff, but that's Cohen brothers for you, yeah, that's yeah. all their movies, yeah mm-hmm. that oh <clears throat> the big lobowski, I think I watched the big lobowski for the first time while we lived together, that was one of those ones like yeah. again, like I never watched. And then, like, I immediately... I was, like, halfway through, and I think I texted you, and I'm like, yep, I love this movie. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's incredible. Jeff
1: Bridges. There's no, there's nobody else that can play that role. Yeah.
0: Everybody's cast uh, perfectly in that movie. It's so good. Yeah. That, man, coming, like, the whole... The coffee can ash scene. <laughs> like, like I'm, I don't know if I was, like, in a dis, disillusioned state, because... I mean, not to take it, like, dark or whatever, but, yeah. like, we had just... at that, I think it was, like, soon after... My stepdad had just died and we like mm-hmm. spread his ashes. But then I watched that movie and I just couldn't stop laughing. I was like, See, like I think it was like the, the dark joke I needed like at that yeah, time. And yeah. I, I just like, I, di- I think I rewound it like three times. <laughs> <Just watch> it. <laughs> it was so good.
1: Yeah. Uh, Khan Brothers are another um, they have big influence. They're, they're, yeah. they're dry humor. Barton Fink is another one they did. I think I let you borrow it one time. I don't, I don't know if you ever watched it. I don't think I, yeah,
0: you, I give it back to you. Yeah. Um, I do need to watch that now that you mention it.
1: John Turturro's in it, and John Goodman is in it, mm-hmm. and uh, it's, it's, it's a, he's a, I think John Turturro's a screenwriter in L.A., and I think it's like the 19s, the roaring 20s, or it's the mm-hmm. 30s or something like that, I can't remember the top of my head, but um, he's got writer's block. Okay. I was trying to flesh out this screenplay, and it's cool because you want to think that he might be in Purgatory or something. Yeah. Because this hotel he's put in is just... It's horrible. It's, like, falling apart, mm-hmm. and John Goodman's this obnoxious neighbor who okay. won't leave him the fuck alone. <laughs> <laughs> and L.A. is, like, hell. Like, it's... just the, uh, the studio execs are, like, Lucifer and whatnot. Interesting. It's, it, it's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. I'll check it out. That and uh, Miller's Crossing is another
0: really good... They did they, the Mafia that. with that one. Okay. Yeah, it's really yeah everything I've seen by them... It's just I I just I'm always a sucker for dry humor. Yeah, and I think it's probably because sometimes I have dry humor. I mean, not all the time, but like I don't know. Sometimes I'll just laugh at shit that nobody else laughs at. Oh and yeah, and then looks at me like they look at me like I'm crazy. But um, yeah, man, I just I can't get enough of it. It's so good. Um, so I mean, you're talking about that movie and like, mm. writer's block and stuff. Is that I'm interested in how do you deal with writer's block? As far do you like I, I have, a lot? I because I do a lot.
1: Yes, yes, I do, and I think how I deal with it is I go back to my roots. <clears throat> I go back to what inspires me, what influences okay. me, and um, if that's watching Evil Dead, if that's watching mm-hmm. Escape from New York, yeah, you know, if it's uh, watching uh, David Lynch movies or Tarantino, it's it's I'm going back mm-hmm. to what drives me to do what I want to do, yeah, and and
0: accomplish that. Interesting. Yeah, I I always kind of. automatically I was listening I think I was listening to I forgot what podcast I was listening to but um, there are a couple of musicians on there and they're talking about like their like that's their job like Mm -hmm. just writing music and stuff and um, they had to teach themselves not to do what they used to which is kind of what I do which is just like if you hit a block just kind of it's easy to like walk away from for a while and sometimes that's the thing you need to do is Mm -hmm. just like Walk away or either turn your brain off, quote unquote, turn it off for a little bit and wait for, or um, just like work on something else. You know what I mean? Yeah. But they, uh, <clears throat> whoever, I can't remember who it was, but they said um, they really had to train themselves to just like sit and just write through it. Like, mm-hmm. and it was a really interesting discussion as far as like you might not like it. Like, yeah. you'll have, you'll probably have to go back and, and redo it. But, like to just write through it, and then just writing through that block, and knowing that you'll probably have to go back and revisit it like yeah. that that it's okay, but it'll still kind of like push you through because it's easy to jump to another thing and then kind of sure. let that flop. just making sure you finish what you start, absolutely, and then <clears throat> kind of just go back and, and tweak it if you need to, yeah. but that's just something that that stuck out to me because it's very easy for me not to do not right. to do that. I, I,
1: 'Cause when you're writing you're like, oh you'll sometimes you look at it and go, this is crap. Yeah. But what's crap to you might be good to somebody else. Like, yeah. That's the weird thing. Yeah. Absolutely. It's all about your mind and second guessing yourself. It's, it's it's crazy.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and that's the thing too, just my, my struggle is always just sitting down and doing. Um like sometimes like I've just kicked myself in the ass because I know I've just I'm just like not even subconsciously doing it but just like putting too much effort and just like alright I'm gonna go grab a cup of coffee and then I'm gonna go like get this done and then by the time you sit down to do it it's been like an hour Mm -hmm. and then you have to go in like 30 minutes you know what I mean (laughs) just like sitting down (laughs) and just freaking doing it and getting it done Yeah, so it just it out but that's the thing too a lot I think I'm gonna start working on a lot of people will um, write first thing when they wake up in the morning that's what I do yeah and kind Mm of I've heard it um, described as kind of like Waking up before your editor in your brain okay. before your, your well, yeah before your brain will start being like worrying about what you're writing and like yes. you're still just kind of just like I guess a little bit more creative without uh, holding anything back yeah and then like later on you can go back and, and see how it is or whatever mm-hmm. but I think I might try giving that a shot but I, I
1: it works I I have my laptop next to my bed so when I yeah. wake up in the morning and I want to write I open it up yeah. and that's what I do I, I'll have the coffee going and I'll get up and get that. But um, I think there was a couple – we listened to, like, the same podcasts. Yeah, we listened to a lot of the same stuff. But there was a couple of them I listened to. I I think uh, one of them was Rob Zombie maybe? Yeah. And somebody else. It might have been Robert Rodriguez's or something. But they're like, you know, the thing you got – when you wake up in the morning, whatever you want to get done, you get it done. Because if you wait throughout the entire day to get it done, you'll never get it done. Yeah. Because you have so many other things to do. Sure and i've i've adopted that and i've realized that that that's it's true because mm-hmm. when you wake up in the morning you, you know you're you're not alert yet you know you you haven't established what you have to do yet because yeah. you know you're not fully awake and if you have what you want to get done what you specifically want to get done right next to you and that's all you have next to you or in front of you
0: yeah. then you're going to get that done yeah yeah it's definitely a practice and it's definitely an exercise um yeah i'm just I'm trying to get better at it. I'm yeah. Just, I get to, not that I get lazy, but I'm just like that. Nah, I just get, like, I should do this first. And mm-hmm. then I should get this done first. Yep. And then by the time you get stuff done, especially like when you work a regular job, it's like 11 o'clock at night. And you're like, oh, well, now i got to go to bed. Yeah, you I mean, know what I mean? everything's
1: yeah. backlogged. Yeah. You know? And then what you wanted to get done, you didn't get done. And at the end of the day, you're like, damn it.
0: You know, I didn't get five <laughs> pages done or something.
1: Or yeah. I didn't get uh, this first done of lyrics yeah. or
0: something. So. My part of my, uh, detriment is almost it's almost too much convenience where like i'll like i have Evernote on my phone and i'll like i'll just jot down notes non-stop like all day yeah but it's almost the fact that it's too convenient to the point where like i won't really go back and flesh them out sometimes mm-hmm. and then when i do go back it's a little too late yeah and the idea has kind of escaped me a little bit and i just don't know what the hell i was talking about yeah. anymore you know so yeah it's a uh, it's definitely it's it's like going to the gym, man. It's just a, it's just a practice. <laughs> yeah. it's a practice yeah. You have to like work at. <coughs> you go all day. Yeah. You know, working, doing whatever. Yeah. I, I don't know how
1: people wake up and work out. Mm-hmm. I have no idea because if I don't have coffee, I'm like Clint Eastwood and Gran Yeah. But yeah, you're right. As you um,
0: go throughout the day and you prolong everything, you're just not gonna do it. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like while you're working, at least personally, while I'm working out, it feels great. But yeah. like the drive to the gym or the putting on my shoes is just miserable but like once you start doing it you're like oh this is fine but like the actual the the act of getting to the point to do it is what's kind of of brutal the prologue yeah
1: (laughs) it's like well i have to watch the star wars prequels and then (laughs) yeah yeah um writings it's it's definitely gotta be done first thing in the morning yeah
0: yeah, I've been trying. I've been. To- I've the past couple of years, I've kind of toyed with different methods. I've done that same thing, like where like I would, when we lived together, I would try doing that. Like when we, when we, I would get home from work, I would just kind of like go to my room and try to. But mm-hmm. then the thing is too, like sometimes after work, I'm just fried. Yeah, and I do just want to sit on the couch and watch TV. Your Which is cool. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's all about what works for you. I don't think there's a definite answer. No,
1: no. What's what works for you is not going to work for somebody else, and that goes with. With everything yeah. in life, it's just. But yeah,
0: yeah, that's awesome. But um, yeah, I, I've had that kind of same kind of thing where like, I've had ideas for stories, and I haven't known if they would make better mm-hmm. movies or like books or like comics or yeah. like I have different stories bouncing around my head, but like it's just sometimes it's tough to find the to choose the best medium to like. I mean, first, you just got to write it down anyway. Yeah. But, like, yeah, sometimes it's tough to find the best the best way to portray it. Seen that? See, I feel like that goes
1: with going beyond your means when you're writing. You're like, you don't know if this is going to work in this format. Yeah. You're writing beyond what you might be capable of shelling out in mm-hmm. the long run. This might be suited for something else. Yeah, exactly. And that's, I, hate, I hate that. <laughs> <laughs> I hate it so much. <laughs> yeah. It's tough, man. I always, you know... um when I'm watching uh, movies and they're they low budget movies, you know, mm. they're like, "Well, we only spent three hundred thousand dollars on this." I'm like that's low budget. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> oh, we only spent a million.
0: <laughs> I have two grand. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's. But, I mean, it's it's tough, but also, I mean, that's the way. I think that's the way you kind of. There's definitely something that it instills in you, like, yeah. like the, the obvious. Um, example or parallel that I would draw just because my my brain's always kind of thinking in music terms would be like the bands that if you take any ba- like two artists that are big now the band that blew up really quickly or the band that like roughed it for in a van for mm-hmm. five years and they're just they're making it big now yeah as opposed to like just whoever's big right now Mm -hmm. kind of thing, but they're big at the same time. The band that roughed it for a while is going to have more of a, either a lasting impact or like just overall longevity. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because they've like, so same kind of thing, just like learning how to make whatever you're doing work within your budget. Absolutely. You're going to appreciate, one, you're going to appreciate what's happening when it happens, Mm -hmm. you know, a little bit more. And then like, I I think just work that much harder. I think you have to struggle.
1: Yeah, you have to struggle at first to really um, to really get there in that, that level that you want to be at. You have to under you have to embrace that. Yeah, you have to realize and you have to accept failure. Yeah, you know if and uh, that really that builds the character of you and it and it helps you progress as um, you know a filmmaker, musician, or anything that you do in life. Mm-hmm. You have to have that low point. You have to have that struggle. Yeah, because that is the ultimate stepping stone. True. Is that point in life. And that, there's going to be multiple times where you have those failures and struggles. Yeah. But the outcome is going to be so rewarding from that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and that's something that's important to like, I mean, everything, I mean, I don't know, I, I can't speak for like very wealthy or famous people, yeah. but like at the end of the day, everybody is just a person. So if you're and I feel like it's a little bit different if you're a creative person because mm-hmm. you're always going to kind of, I don't know. I feel like baseline creative people always kind of have like an inner turmoil type thing going on. Yeah. So like it's that struggle. I don't think really goes anywhere, no mm-hmm. matter how successful you are. Yeah. Like I, uh there. It might have been the same podcast I was listening to. Um. But this woman was was an author, and she has she's had like a number one best selling book or whatever. But like <clears throat> she still deals. She says she still deals with um, like like, self-doubt and and worry and all that kind of stuff, and, like, somebody brought it up to her, and she's like, yeah, but I'm not... Like, I have a best-selling book now, but I'm still worrying about if my next book is going to... You know what I mean? Like, there's always something, at least for neurotic creative people, Uh, there's always something to worry about. I'm always worried about something.
1: Yeah, you don't know what um, what, uh, your next project's... how successful it's going to be. Yeah. I mean, you could, like, this author, I mean, could be... sell best-selling, best-selling book it could be uh, academy award-winning movie it could you know be album of the year or something but that's that it can project. be so hit or miss yeah. <laughs> you, you when you're in that moment you're you're constantly worrying about that next moment yeah because at creative people and you know, whether it be like an artist or an author or a writer director musician whatever it's like it's nothing's guaranteed. There's no security. Yeah. In in an art in an artist field. Oh no, not Yeah. Because you know it's you're working on this thing and it's 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 going great and whatnot and that's you're you're in that moment you are in the moment right there. Yeah. And it's great and it's comfortable, but you have no fucking clue. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what the future holds. Right. After that great moment.
0: Exactly. Yeah. I think and, that's kind uh, of. I think I've heard um, Louis C.K. mention mentioned some, along those lines too like when people I don't I'm so bad at remembering details but somebody mentioned like he was like the number one comedian in the world or whatever okay. and his response was like yeah right now like yeah, next year probably not you know like yeah. it could all go away so I mean enjoy it but also don't be stupid about it yeah. you know what I mean yeah yeah I I
1: always get uh, discouraged when successful people or whatnot, you know, just to get the big head and then... The... Yeah.
0: I think And I think it's, especially if you're, if the, you're in the, cre- or they're in the creative field or, like, an artist, whether it be, like, music or writing or movies or whatever it is, like, I think you can tell once somebody starts being insincere about yeah. it. Like, at least for me, especially, like, in music, I can, you can start telling when somebody's gotten the big head, or not even the big head, but just gotten kind of used to a little bit mm-hmm. of a success, and it's affected them, kind of, yeah. and it just the output doesn't seem the, the work doesn't seem at, like, the sincere level it right. was, you know. The quality isn't there
1: yeah, as much anymore as it used to be when they yeah. were
0: starting out. On the flip side, the production quality of whatever it is, could probably be through the roof, but, like, yeah. the... <clears throat> I don't know if you want to say, like, the emotional quality, maybe? Sure. It's not... You can tell... It's just something weird. You're phoning it in yeah. at that point. Yeah. Yeah. And that's always a shame when that happens, man. Because, like, it's always hit or miss, because sometimes you... You could be a fan, and you want to see that happen. Yeah. Or you see somebody, like, you, like, get success. And, I, and I've never been of the camp of people, like, being mad when a lot of other people like what you like. That That's something that happens with music all the time, too, that people will be like upset that, like, their band is, like, on the radio now or a lot of people know them or whatever. Like, who mm-hmm. gives a shit? Like, the whole point is to get people to listen to your music or see yeah. your thing or do what you're doing. Like, if you like it, you should want other, more people, right. as many people to to like it as possible. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And if you care about that artist, let them make some money while they're doing it. You know yeah. what I mean? But, um, but, yeah, once, I feel like once they, some can hit a point where, like, it's almost like too comfortable and mm-hmm. I don't know, it's a weird. It can be a they lose drop focus. Off. Yeah.
1: He lose focus on what um got him there in the first place.
0: Yeah, I'm always for bands or artists or whatever I I like getting successful, but it's always that gamble of like, yeah. man, I hope they don't fuck up after. Fine <laughs> you know, <laughs> like <laughs> god, please.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's uh that is discouraging.
0: Yeah. But I mean, I guess it's the nature of the beast. So I don't know, but anything else on your mind, like, um, li- other than, like, that Star Wars poster that came out today? Oh my god, that's, <laughs> so I want good. that
1: so bad in my apartment. Yeah, <laughs> the
0: new, yeah, the new the, Force the, Awakens, uh, like, classic style poster came out today. Was it the same artist? That, I don't that, know. The previous ones? It, it's definitely the same style, I don't know if it's mm-hmm. the same artist. Um, Man, it's pretty.
1: Yeah, it, it, that's why, <laughs> see, that's... That's what I don't like about posters these days. Mm-hmm. Is everything's so minimal.
0: Yeah, you don't have
1: those um, posters anymore. Like yeah, Like, he did back with like Indiana Jones and Star Wars and Back to the Future. The hand drawn like yeah, like paintings, pretty
0: much. That's that's what bummed me out too. Like this is gonna get super kind of like picky, but like when the Harry Potter movies were coming out, I, I think it was anything. I think it was the first two. Had that style of artwork. I was about to say that. And then, even as just like a young, younger—I mean, the first movie came out when I was like, I don't know, man. I think I was in—I was definitely in middle school. Mm-hmm. I don't know what, I don't know, maybe like thirteen-ish, yeah. something. I don't know. It was a long time ago, but even at that <laughs> age, like I was super pumped that it had that old style, like artwork kind of poster, like collage kind of style, yeah. you know. But then, like after, I think maybe the third one is when they just started doing the basic, just like photo yeah poster mm-hmm. and i got bummed out man it was i don't know i'm such a i'm such a hard ass for like consistency and mm-hmm. that bummed me out too like so now my dvd set has like two really cool yeah. colors yeah and then also after that like <laughs> even just like the material like the first two were like the dvds were like the cardboard slip case and like yeah. they're yeah. like the fold-out cardboard and then after yeah. that i just went to like the regular like Cheap, case. cheap plastic snap case I was like son of <laughs> them. Like, t- well, I never understood the two locking mechanisms yeah and side- like, why <laughs> I just don't man like you're making enough money just give me the cardboard case and make my OCD happy for the entire yeah. the entire series
1: it's but, yeah yeah it's so those posters are so cool because there's so much there's so much detail in them if you yeah. look at it, there's so much going on in those posters like there's scenes there's multiple scenes from yeah. movies in there all the characters are in there it, like, it's it's a synopsis for... The poster is, it's like a synopsis for the movie. It tells you what it is without, without first, the words. Yeah.
0: The first thing I did was zoom in on it and just kind of scroll around and yeah. look at every little detail, try, find all the characters, and yeah, it's... I agree. I agree. And it definitely gives you the, a feel of what the movie's going to be like. Whereas now, the marketing side of, like, movie posters is either, like, all blue color tinted uh-huh. stuff, or, like, all... What are the two colors they use? One's, like, either blue, and I think one's, like, yellow. Yeah. Like, are the two, like, main colors they use to, mm-hmm. like, to sell posters? Or movies on with the movie posters, but, um...
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's... Like, one of my favorite posters is the Empire Strikes Back poster. That's mm-hmm. probably my favorite poster. Yeah. That is such a cool poster. And yeah. there's multiple versions of, like, the Star Wars posters. Mm-hmm. But the one that has, like... You see Han Solo embracing Princess Leia in the poster. Mm. I, mean, I think it's got like Darth Vader at the top and it's got purple and blue hues and whatnot. Mm. Like and you see I think uh, the snow speeder and it's got all the characters in it, and there's a tauntaun in there. Like you're just seeing everything. You're yeah, seeing, and I get the taunt's at the bottom, so like you have the beginning and the bottom of the movie, and it's escalating, and you get the middle, Han and Princess Leia, yeah. and then you get the top, Darth Vader, yeah. Here. Like it's like you have all these the structure in the poster and artwork. Yeah. And like I said, it's it's the poster is telling a story of yeah. this gonna be. It's it's what's gonna sell. Mm-hmm. It's what's gonna sell you.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's the thing too, and like to do that, like the artist to do that had to watch the movie and had to give a shit about the yes. movie. Whereas <laughs> the photographer taking a picture of like the lead character yeah. and then photoshopping them into like whatever. Yeah. It's definitely a different feel. Yeah. I prefer it. But no, we just sound like old nerds. I know we sound like old people. Everything sucks. <laughs> Movies suck these days. Photoshop
1: is the worst. Yeah, it's um, yeah, it's movie posters have you know gone on the wayside a little bit in detail, and uh, you know it's it goes with I want to you know I guess technology maybe.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. You, know, you have everything. Everything is easy now technology everything is Max you're in trouble (laughs) my dog just
0: hopped on the couch he's not
1: supposed to everything is easy now Everything's a click of a button you take a photograph put it on the poster or you um, even with when you're even with movies and using computer graphics yeah as opposed to using practical effects Mm mm-hmm When I'm watching a movie and I see computer graphics, I don't want to know it's computer graphics. Yeah. I want it to, it's like natural Mm -hmm. when I'm watching the movie. Like, I don't know that that's CGI. Whatever. But when I watch a movie and it's like, it looks like a video
0: game cutscene. Yeah. (laughs) I'm like, oh no. Yeah. It's a, I mean, I know it's the backwards way of thinking, kind of, because like with technology, the shift has been that CGI, at one point, CGI was expensive and uh, only used as a necessity. Yeah. As, obviously, technology's gotten better, it's flipped where CGI is the easier route, and practical effects are like are just too much work, or expensive, yeah. or whatever it is. And I just feel like it needs to go back the other way. Like, I can, like, I don't know. Some, there's just something sometimes CGI is great. Yes. The movie
1: calls for it. Yeah. When it calls for it, then it's
0: great. Yeah, and sometimes it can look great, but then sometimes there's just something, I don't know, there's just something that your eye, in, like when you're watching a movie and your brain is like immersed in this world, you're, most often your eye can kind of tell when something isn't tangible mm-hmm. and like doesn't match like the rest of like the palette. You know what I mean? Sometimes the actor doesn't even know how to act in yeah, front of the green it screen. It <laughs> just takes me out of it sometimes. I feel like I feel like it should be all practical and then CGI when you need mm-hmm. it yeah, rather absolutely. than all CGI and then practical sometimes. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. It's I mean, it's not the first person to say that. It's but it just goes back to I think like there's definitely a want and like a need for it. Like even Again, going back to music, like, Mm -hmm. with all the advancements and, like, all the um, technology and stuff and, like, new albums coming out, like, I'll still... There's a reason that... And I I buy music now the same way. I feel there's a reason that a lot of, like, artists will sell, like, release new albums in packages. And a lot of those packages are vinyl. Mm -hmm. And then you get a free download of... The album. Sure. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. And I'll do that every day. I'll do yeah. that all day, every day because I can get. I mean, one, I want to have a record player, but two, it's just like a vinyl feels a little bit more collectible. Yeah. It's well. something you can hold. It's really cool. You can open it up and look at the artwork and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But then I can still just plug in my iPod and have it on, like, because I mean, I'm not going to. Obviously, I use my iPod all the time in my That's car. Right. So, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And same kind of thing. I feel like there's definitely a want to, like, have that older. With all the advancements, there's a want to have like the older sure, style of actually. stuff. So. Well, you're interested.
1: You're in, you're interested in how it was done, yeah. Back the day, mm-hmm. um, yeah. Well, like like you said, I mean, the the, the 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 product calls for it to be a crutch. Yeah, and it fits, but if the product, if 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 it needs if it needs to have a a tool or a stepping stone to get the the final product. Mm-hmm. That's even better. Yeah. I feel like you, it should always be utilized as a tool rather than a crutch or a dependency.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and then also part of me, like, once I see CG, like, not all CGI. Some CGI is great. Like, for example, we're going to go with Harry Potter. The later movies, some of the early movies look really good, too. Mm-hmm. But this definitely CGI, like, in the later movies. Just look, yeah. It's just fantastic. But, like, but sometimes, I don't know, just, like, if I see poor CGI it takes me out of the movie and then it mm-hmm. upsets me because especially if it's a movie that I know has like a shit ton of a budget yeah, <laughs> yeah. like there's no reason for <laughs> like the. I've only seen one of the, I don't mean to, to shit on stuff but I've only seen one of the Twilight movies because mm-hmm. I had to I worked at an event one time and it was at for a premiere for that movie so I just sat and watched it. It was like one of the I think it might have been like the second one. I don't know how many movies. Whatever. Yeah. I had no idea what was going on. It wasn't the first one so I had no (laughs) idea what was happening. But um, I read uh, 10 pages of the first book
1: and (laughs) got made fun of profusely in the boat. (laughs) Maybe. Like it's not for me I guess. But yeah like
0: in that movie like those movies made a shit ton of money and by the time by the time I watched whatever movie that was it was probably like the second or third movie they had a lot of money. There's no reason for that CGI of the werewolf or whatever it was to yeah, look yeah. so terrible. Like it looked like a like a Super Nintendo game. <laughs> like it's you, so bad. So you watch Twilight and then you watch American
1: Werewolf in London. So much better. <laughs> so much better. That thing might be anima-fucking-tronic.
0: It <laughs> looks A anima- puppet thing. or whatever. Yeah. But
1: it's, it looks so good. There's so much detail put into it. Yeah. It looks
0: real. Well, and the thing is, too, actors can react to it better. Like what you were saying before. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know, man. I'm not an actor, but I feel like if I had to yeah. act opposite of like a tennis ball. Yeah, yeah. And then, <laughs> like, there's no way, dude. <laughs> like, ah, I'd rather yeah. act in front of a puppet than a tennis ball. But you, which you better get your acting skills up, ah, uh, sir. Oh yeah, for that, for that script, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna read it over,
1: but yeah, yeah. Uh, obviously, you, you know, the, if the movie calls for it, you know, you, you, the superhero movies, you gotta have it. You, you can't, sure. There's yeah, no yeah. way, yeah, absolutely.
0: I mean, and they've they've done it really well. Yeah, they for have. The, I mean, for the most part, I can't think of like a bad. I mean, I can think of like maybe when the CGI. Wasn't up to snuff yet. Mm-hmm. You could tell, but like, there's stuff that was just done. And I don't feel like there's stuff that was done that could have been done with practical, right? Yeah. Have you seen the uh, the the Fantastic Four movie
1: that was released in like the early '90s or something like that? I've seen like snippets of oh. it. <laughs> <laughs> the the things costume is just like orange yeah styrofoam <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah that's the thing too like in
0: that respect like for example the hulk in the new the new marvel movies great like yes. you would never have been able to do that mm-hmm. you would have had to do the same old lou Ferrigno <laughs> body paint you know what i mean i love
1: how he is in yeah the incredible hulk yeah. he gets the pizza don't Yeah, yeah to. yeah
0: that's the thing like and it looks great and like that's awesome definitely use it it looks so yeah. good and then also, like the cool part of it is too, is like you can still see. I mean, again, it's they make a ton of money and they can afford it, but like even in that character, the Incredible Hulk, you can still see Mark Ruffalo's facial yeah, features, yeah. like in the character mm-hmm. or whatever. So, like, yeah, it's no, no. The uh,
1: the opening scene, the Age of Ultron, is like oh, dude, a huge splash so page. So fun, yeah. Like, like it's that, just
0: comic. It's just a comic book.
1: Yeah, you got this huge um, comic. Boner. I mean, yeah. uh, a comic nerd. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Bonic. Yeah. <laughs> but, so you got a boner.
0: <laughs> it was... Oh, yeah. It was so good. That that movie felt... I, I. Some people shit on it. And I don't... Maybe... I don't know. That's part of the thing, too. I've stopped going into movies with expectations yeah. or reading hype or, or whatever. I love that movie because it felt like... It really felt like watching a comic book because especially like that party scene in uh, it like that's probably my favorite scene in the whole movie yeah because you have just like char- like in comics you'll just have even if it's just like a one panel conversation with yeah. a character from a whole different book but they're still in the universe mm-hmm. that co- that that party scene at Avengers Tower in Age of Ultron felt like that because it had like mm-hmm. characters from all the movies there just hanging out and yeah. they all knew each other and like yeah. you would never seen them you've never seen two of those characters like talk to each other before and they're all hanging out. Right. Like, you know what I mean? It was yeah. really cool.
1: And then leave it to Tony Stark to create something and break <laughs> right. the whole damn party. Yeah. <laughs> he is Marvel's greatest villain.
0: Yeah. <laughs> he <laughs> yeah. creates all the problems. <laughs> he does. <laughs> Just stop. Just get him away from the movies, man. <laughs> stop making things. Just He's an alcoholic with a <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <with
1: $1> billion dollars. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, um, and uh, I'm excited for uh, Spectre coming out in a couple of yeah. weeks. Yes. Uh, I've seen some behind the scenes footage of the actual practical effects and stunts, the stunt work that they're doing yeah. for it. And it's like going back to old school uh, Bond. That's I'm awesome.
0: Like, oh, I'm so excited. Yeah. That. I need to catch up. Again, one of those movies, those franchises I never watched as a kid. Yeah. James Bond, Take That start That is.
1: That was. Like religion, yeah. In the, in the, the Pratt family household, yeah. <laughs> and
0: I mean, I don't know. I mean, I don't know why I didn't really watch any of that stuff growing up, other mm-hmm. than, I mean, and also, I mean, when I was a kid, I'm very open to the idea that I just didn't give a shit, and I just like shiny stuff. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. When I watched, <laughs> I, I used to watch the Batman animated series mm-hmm. all the time as a kid. I cannot tell you, like, until like I rewatched them now as an adult. Yeah, yeah. I couldn't tell you any of like the nuances or the story arcs or anything. Mm-hmm. When I was a kid, it was just Batman beating people up. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean? So out of the Joker or whatever.
1: <laughs> did, like, I didn't care. I didn't know that it was Mark Hamill's voice till like, a few years ago.
0: Yeah. I had no idea. Oh, so good. I mean, man. I knew he did the video games, yeah.
1: sure, but I
0: never knew, like, that it was him. Yeah, that thing. cast, dude. And that that's a, that's a strange thing. That's, like, one of the strange um, instances where, uh, like, a show or whatever it is, influences the actual, um, source material yeah. so much. Like, because so much came, so much, even, like, I mean, Harley Quinn was created on the show, mm-hmm. like, Yeah, she wasn't in the comics. Uh, who was it that uh, created her? I, I can't remember. She said, uh... And she's, like, one of the best characters, dude. She's, so, she's such an interesting character to me. Yeah. But, like, yeah, just where, like, stuff... It doesn't happen where like a show or a movie will like. It's usually vice versa where the where the movie or whatever will be just kind of like a mirror mm-hmm. kind of tweak to the source material. But like that show definitely did its own stuff and like just like laid groundwork for a lot of other of just the canon going yeah. going on. Now, so and then
1: Batman Forever and Batman and Robin were created the best. Yeah, uh, I love them. I mean, the Batman card or whatever. <laughs> Chill out. <laughs> you need no, to cool down. <laughs> no,
0: freeze. <laughs> uh, God. No, I. But those movies too, man. Those were just all flashy colors and eye candy.
1: You know, I did when I was growing up. I did like Batman Forever when it came out. I when I was a kid, I, it. Again, it
0: was the same thing. It was just Batman beating people up, and yeah. I was all about it.
1: I was oh. <laughs> There's When I um, came in here and I saw the paintings when I was going to... So was gonna And you got the new table too. Yes. I was going to go, I simply love what you've done with the place. <laughs> but every time I say that to somebody, I always think of Batman Forever when the Riddler just like intrudes in Two Faces' lair. Yeah. And I think Drew Barrymore is like one of the yeah. girls with him. And he's like... I simply love what you've done with the place. (laughs) Heavy metal meets home and garden.
0: (laughs) And dude, I'll say it. I don't mind Jim Carrey as the Riddler. I I thought he was great. I thought he did pretty well. Yeah. Uh, Tommy Lee Jones as Two Face was terrible (laughs) because he was just doing Jack Nicholson's Joker (laughs) the entire. Like Tommy Tommy Lee Jones Two Face was just Jack Nicholson's Joker with different makeup. Pretty much. It was like he was playing the same character. It felt like. Yeah. Yeah. Um, It didn't feel like. It didn't feel like Harvey Dent. It mm-hmm. felt, it felt like the Joker. Yeah. But, and I see, I wasn't
1: really much of a,
0: a, bat, a Batman
1: fan at that age mm-hmm. when those movies came out. Yeah. You know, and I watched the TV show with Adam West, uh, with mm-hmm. my dad, and whatnot. And, and uh, I, I, growing up, I did not like the um, Burton Batman. Like, I Tim Burton. Yeah. I didn't. I wasn't a fan of it. Batman Returns. I think I liked a little more when I was a kid. I, I don't know yeah. why. Yeah. I think it's because there were there was like color, more colorful maybe I don't yeah think. I
0: mean that's the thing too like it was definitely like I've read and I think I mentioned this on the episode with Jason that we talked about a lot of Batman stuff but like um it was just made to be colorful popcorn yeah. kid friendly like and I think um, Schumacher when like would tell people on set that like they're making. Like, they'll tell people to remember that they're making a cartoon. Yeah, yeah. They're making a live-action cartoon, mm-hmm. which I can see, I don't know, I can see how you would think that. Sure. Like, and honestly, had that not happened, then we wouldn't have gotten the Dark Knight trilogy. Absolutely. Or any of the other, like, had Fantastic Four, well, I mean, that's probably a bad example because... The, what's, what's wrong with you? <laughs> well, I was gonna say, I was, I was gonna say had, like, the, the the Fantastic Four from, like, the early 2000s or whatever. Yeah not been as great mm-hmm. but then the new one apparently is trash too. So but like it's weird to see how they learn what works converting converting like uh source material to the screen and seeing it's kinda of almost trial and error. Like what sounds good on paper. Like it always sounds good on paper. Yeah. Like and I I, sure. I was re I was
1: I was watching a documentary yesterday of Pierce Brosnan's last Bond movie, Die Another Day, mm-hmm. and they were saying like this on script, it's awesome. Yeah, like, it look, it looks like it's going to be a good movie. Mm-hmm. But when it's made, they just missed it. They didn't hit the mark. Yeah, and they went overboard, and it just derailed completely.
0: Yeah, yeah, and it's weird. I mean, and then also going from script to final product, especially with a major picture like, there's so many hands in the yes. in the cookie jar that like. It's amazing that, one, anything gets made, and two, if it's made good, it's just, like, a phenomenon. But, like, but, yeah, it's weird. Like, all intents and purposes, like, it could be, like, Schumacher's Batman yeah, could have been great. Like, I would say maybe they went into it with the wrong mentality of, like, mm-hmm. it feels like they went into it, like, wanting to sell toys and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah. But, like, but at that point, of course, like, that's your, that's kind of, like, the first Foray into like this huge mm-hmm. blockbuster phenomenon of Batman, and like, of course, the target audience eating it up is kids. Like, so you would, anybody at a movie studio would say, Yeah, cater to that. Like, right. that's what's gonna make it good. And you, that was, you know?
1: Yeah. And like, that's what's crazy about Nolan's Batman's is that. Do you remember toys being released for those?
0: Like No, just like the collector
1: type stuff. Because like I yeah. I don't think a kid would buy Heath Ledger's Joker, like action figure. Like that yeah. shit is terrifying for a child.
0: Yeah, like I, I imagine like they 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 made that stuff, but like definitely more of like I don't see like the I don't see I see figures being made, not like the small action figure, yeah. actual playable stuff, yeah. yeah, for kids. But I mean I, mean, I, I could I, be wrong.
1: I remember the um the Tumblr. They had those, yeah. I think. And they had, like, the, the big dumbass versions of that. that I don't, <laughs> oh, yeah, the giant, they, like, like, you know, the could, two-foot-tall ones. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, you could move their, the, I'm moving my arms, like, you guys can see me. Like a robot. <laughs> <laughs> but you could move the arms up and down, and I think the legs maybe could, Yeah, actually, they probably didn't move. But, like, there wasn't a big market for that, but that's what that franchise needed. Sometimes franchises yeah. need to go back to... The basics, yeah, and they they have to establish. They have to go back to the roots, yeah, and go back to what makes that character that character. Sure. Which Nolan's, I mean, it's it's very earnest. Mm-hmm. It's very down to earth. It's like you're not really watching a Batman movie almost. You're watching a detective story, and I mean, Batman is the greatest detective.
0: So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously, everyone. I mean, I don't say everyone. Most people think that those are great, but like. Yeah, and like, at first when I heard they were re- like, right after Dark Knight R- Rises came out and they were there were rumors that uh, DC was gonna reboot Batman I was mm-hmm. pretty bummed and like, man Me why, too. there's n- like I get it, but like, wait like, I think the movie had just come out when they yeah. announced that they were gonna do it, but like but I mean, I'm pumped for the new one I oh, really hope, God. like I'm going in with blind hope that DC is gonna do something great, but like I don't know, man, it's a Interesting take on and I think it's smart, especially with um The Dark Knight, like you you saw a different take, but you saw a take on Batman meeting the Joker. Right. That like you don't need to we don't same way we don't need to see another Peter Parker origin story. Exactly. So like I'm interested in this new one that like that the back Batman and Joker mm-hmm. relationship has already been a thing yeah. for many years, and like they're all old, and they've been well, older, older, and have been through like their relationship, yeah, and yeah. they ha- It's an established relationship that the viewers coming into, you know. Yeah, yeah.
1: I, like I don't need to see Thomas and Martha Wayne get gunned down in, in Crime Alley. Yeah, again. again don't, yeah. But you've already saw in the previews that um, I, I think I forgot the actor's name. He's in Supernatural. He plays the dad. Mr. Winchester, I think it's his name. I don't know his first name. Oh, uh, yeah, I anyway, know you're talking about. But he's, I think he's Thomas Wayne, and I think in the previews we already see the pearl snap and you know there's oh, yeah. a gunfire, and, so we're going to see that again. It yeah. looks
0: like I don't know. Yeah, but and that's the thing too. Like, I mean, also I also get the fact that like make it like new audiences, new kids and stuff are going to be seeing it and stuff. So I mean, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, you gotta you gotta
1: always reach out that target demographic and that generation that's out there. Yeah, you
0: know? I don't know. I don't make these decisions. Yeah, I don't. I, I,
1: I want to be a filmmaker big time. Yeah, yeah but uh,
0: I'm not there yet to uh, <laughs> yeah.
1: do this instead. Yeah, Z- or,
0: just give us our, our Zack Snyder, yeah, our artsy posters, and then we'll be happy. <laughs> I,
1: I I think Ben Affleck's gonna kill it. I think he's gonna knock out. Yeah, not. I'm excited. So I, he, I mean, like I said,
0: I could be wrong. I hope I'm not. I'm excited for it. I think it's going to be good. The source material they're going from, Frank Miller's Dark Knight Returns, that's yeah. like the quintessential best Batman story. Man. Yeah. So, cool. I knew, uh, man, we dived way deep into Ooh, Batman. How long <laughs> have we been doing this? Um, An hour and ten minutes. That is fun. Yeah. That is a fun time. <laughs> Anything else you want to talk about or are you um, feeling good?
1: I'm feeling pretty good. Um, so Cool you uh, we will have to get together for this for the James Bond viewings yes yes for so, sure um, maybe after this maybe I don't know I think uh, I think my girlfriend Ashley is just coming over I'm not sure fine don't, oh, <laughs> I don't know if she's seen the the Craigs the Daniel, the Craigs, Daniel Craig but, well maybe she has because I don't think she, she said she
0: didn't like Daniel Craig too much but, <laughs> relationship well, over it sounds <laughs> like you need a handle on your own time alright dude uh, yeah. do you want to say the tagline
1: oh yeah, yeah. I almost thought of a different tagline for a second. Like <laughs> this isn't the right podcast. <laughs> Listen to too much. Uh well folks, um hey, could be worse. <laughs> Woo! Bye.
0: Everybody's done <laughs> <laughs> Friends through eternity.